I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. Built from the ground up to serve fintechs and brands looking to embed finance, Griffin, one of Britain's newest banks, has just raised $13.5 million in a Series A funding round on the heels of news in March that it had secured its UK banking license with restrictions. Miroslava Betinova, head of fintech at Griffin, spoke to IBS Intelligence at Money 2020. But first, do you want to access the $10 billion Middle East fintech opportunity? If the answer is yes, then join the Cedar IBSI Fintech Lab and fast track your journey of market expansion to the GCC with us. As a Fintech Lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network and collaborate with like-minded individuals, building your knowledge base, skills and connections. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now, back to our conversation with Miroslava Betinova of Griffin. We have been granted a banking license with restriction by the FCA and the PRA in March 2023. We are an API-first technology bank, servicing the UK-only market at the moment. And our objective is to serve customers a B2B proposition where we're going to be able to provide a variety of products and services, including fund safeguarding, opening of operational accounts and provision of other products such as client money accounts or savings accounts. What we're hoping to achieve is to drive the embedded finance and embedded banking as a service across the UK market and really trying to make sure that the end beneficiaries are essentially users of whatever product we're going to be enabling find the the relationship and a transaction with the finance really seamless and easy. So to give you an example of a sort of a program that could be powered by our banking license and our technology platform, which we have built in-house. For example, customers in our in the property space. So for example, you get lots of landlords, tenants, and management of the funds flow between the two. And now what we're hoping to achieve is that uh, the companies that help to handle the payments between the landlords and the tenants, open an operational account uh, with Griffin. We help them to safeguard the funds on behalf of their customers. And then each customer, and in this case, the customer or the end user will be, for example, the tenant, is given an account and the money flows seemingly between their account and their landlord account. Now, one of the reasons, you know, you could ask why this can't be done on e-money license, for example. There is the level of protection of funds in real bank accounts is higher than e-money accounts. And I think there is also a level of trust. The other way how we can help to improve solutions like this is through embedding our onboarding product called Verify. It's essentially a KYC, KYB tool, which we have built for ourselves, and it's embedded into our banking platform. It helps us to do a KYB on our customers, but it also allows our customers to do KYC, KYB on their end users. And by doing this, we really help to make sure that only the right users are utilizing our rails and accounts to move the funds. We're also making sure we don't find ourselves and our customers 
don't find ourselves in a situation where they would need to all of a sudden offboard 5,000, 10,000 accounts which were open in a fraudulent way. So again, trying to kind of like close the loop on enabling the movement of the funds, enabling who is able to be depositing the funds, moving the funds, and all this is done through a set of APIs. So it's truly digital first solution. There's a couple of things I'd like to pick up on. First of all, it's interesting to me that as a business that is moving to be a financial institution, you built your own platform, you built your own verification Mm -hmm. solution as Mm -hmm. well. That's correct, yes. Why that decision rather than, say, by someone else's? It's probably driven by two factors. We are founded by two engineers from Silicon Valley. So writing a code and building companies from scratch and building a technology is in the DNA of our company. One of our CTO and a co-founder already founded a company, which is a unicorn company on the USA market, Circle CI. It's a software company. So I think that's naturally the the passion uh, for building comes from that. It's also about really the trust and uh, build the capability of the technology we're going to rely on because we want to make sure that if there are any issues of a technical nature, for example, we have a full control over being able to fix them, fix them fast and understand our own technology rather than rely on you know, a third party and then trying to just convey their message back to our customers. So that's one of the reasons. And actually, that was the second reason. So it's kind of like we like to know what's happening to the tech and how does the tech work that our customers are using. And yeah, there is the passion for writing code and building stuff. Our founders also have written a book or a couple of books on the code. We write in a language called Closure. So for those who are interested in the nerdy side of things, that's, that's sort of the reason, really. And to answer for your question for the KYC, KYB, it's very much for the same reason. We have seen too many times in the market a situation where you would have the licensed entity and then you would have the program owner and their end users. They want to do their own KYC, KYB, utilizing a third-party engine. Somewhere in the system, a glitch happens. The wrong customers get onboarded. The licensed entity then has to respond to the local regulator. To get the responses for the local regulator, they have to go to the customer. They have to go to the third party, which is the engine provider. So again, we thought, try to take more control over being able to prevent situations where we make it difficult for our customers or where we would need to take longer to respond to the regulators should we need to. The other thing I was I wanted to come back to, you mentioned API first. Mm-hmm. We're in the realms of open banking, we're in the realms of embedded finance. What would Griffin consider offering alongside its own services? Who would you pick and choose? What kind of service would you pick and choose to join your open banking? As in, what sort of service would we offer to... If your platform Mm -hmm. is an open platform, Mm -hmm. 
what would you expect to see on it other than your services? So uh, we are considering adding other services that will be helping to drive other financial products, especially around credit, because that's something we're looking to provide with time. That would be something that we would expect to see, so more credit-led propositions. It's something that... By being a bank, by definition, you need to accept funds so you can lend them out. And this is exactly our intention going forward. Once the restriction on the amount of funds we are able to safeguard is lifted as part of the mobilization, the objective is to build out the balance sheet and start offering credit and lending products. Now, open banking could help our customers step into our KYB, for example, tool and sort of results that come from that and vice versa. We could benefit from other partners uh, who could give us a insights on the credibility and creditworthiness of the end users that we'll be lending to. So there is definitely uh, one, of, one of those obvious use cases I can think of. You talk about lending to end users there. Griffin, though, sees itself at this stage as a B2B proposition, That is correct. So the end user would be a customer of our customer. Within Griffin, we use the terminology direct customer, who is a customer of Griffin, and then a nested customer, who are the end users, essentially, of the financial product. But the, the direct customer is... A business. The direct customer is a business, exactly, yes. So, for example, our customer could be an EMI institution from UK that would want us to safeguard on their behalf. Why safeguard? Because you need to uh, have a full banking license to be able to provide safeguarding services. Why with Griffin, we're working on a revenue model that's based around a share of revenue earned on the interest of the funds. So this EMI institution could use us for safeguarding and they could say, okay, we're already offering to our customers a card proposition with a loyalty program. However, we would also want to encourage saving product. So can you, Griffin, issue accounts for our end users that will be savings accounts where customers can deposit on a monthly basis, they can be short or long-term saving accounts, and they're going to be earning interest. And that will be kind of enhancing our customers' uh, value proposition, and the end user will benefit from new product line. So that's how we class customers and the end users. So what does Griffin look like in five years' time? Grown up, more sturdy, definitely, pan-European, and who knows, maybe transatlantic. Big ambitions there. I think uh, the UK market is extremely interesting when it comes to trying to really launch a new type of a bank. The regulator in the UK is uh, cooperative, in a sense that there is a willingness to have a very two-way relationship built over time uh, as you're going through the application process. And there is a lot to learn. It's always been the leading market for the fintech space and uh, the, the innovation and the lead of the financial services. So it's a really good learning stone and stepping stone for us to then kind of go and take this knowledge and create a relationship and replicate this with a European regulator and a passport across a European country. 
And you mentioned transatlantic as well. Transatlantic, yes. The ambition again comes from driven by two things. It's good to have a big ambition. <laughs> and uh, our founders are from USA. They have a very good understanding of the market there. And so I think it's quite natural that they want to take Griffin home. Miroslava Betinova, head of fintech at Griffin.